0: Welcome back to NRI Woman, the show where we chat with women of Indian origin living across the world. We hope these stories resonate with you, remind you that you are not alone in the struggles you face, and inspire you to pursue all that magnifies your spirit.
1: I'm Bettina, and I'm Nanora. Our topic of discussion today is a very sensitive one, and one that merits discussion. It does not get the attention it deserves because it can be very discomforting. We're chatting today with Sanya Sharma, a 19-year-old law student from the UK and founder of the youth organization Scarlett O'Don, which is working to raise awareness on female genital cutting. According to the World Health Organization,
0: it is estimated that there are 200 million girls and women alive today who have undergone female genital cutting. Furthermore, there are an estimated 3 million girls at risk of undergoing female genital cutting, or FGC, every year. When Sanya heard about FGC, she felt compelled to do something about it.
2: Yeah, so during my first year, I was working on a volunteering kind of project at university where we were raising awareness on forced marriages, honour-based violence, and female genital cutting. And I hadn't heard about the term extensively before I started working with the project, so I learned through survivors what they undergo, what the term means, and I learned more about the global concern that it has become today. And while working on that project, I realized that whenever I said the word FGM to people, whether that was my close friends and family or whether it was during events that we hosted, the first response that people gave was, Oh, I've never heard of that term before or I don't know what it means, I don't know what FGM is. And I think my interest to kind of start an organization stems from there. Through that experience, I learned that very few people know what FGM is and the global concern that it is today. And I wanted to start an organization where we raise awareness on FGM, especially amongst today's youth, because I was surprised that very few people had heard of the term before and the global concern that it has become today.
1: What started as an intention to raise awareness about FGM morphed into a youth organization, to Udan. Through this organization, they hope to bring awareness of female genital cutting and the impact it has on the lives of females belonging to different communities all around the world. Female genital mutilation and female genital cutting are the same, However, survivors prefer the term FGC, as the term FGM triggers anxiety for so many. But what exactly is female genital
2: cutting? So just very briefly, female genital cutting is the total or partial removal of female genital organs for non-medical reasons. And I think the objective and what drew me to this cause was when I learned that every 11 seconds, this is happening to one girl across the world. And there are already 200 million women who have undergone FGC. I think that was an eye-opener for me because when I learned about that and I was so shocked because it's such a global concern today. It's happening in 92 countries all across the world. It's become a universal concern for all of us. And there is very little awareness on it in the media, in literary media, even amongst the youth. So I think that drew me to the cause. And another reason why we wanted to start Scarlet Iran was also to create a safe space for survivors to share their stories, to feel confident enough to come and share what they underwent. Because often a lot of times when survivors undergo the practice, they're told by their family members to not talk about it. Uh, So it's kind of done in secrecy, behind closed doors. And I think the objective of Scarlet Iran is to create a safe space for survivors to share their stories and also for us to just shed light on what's happening around the world with FGC. Uh, So we do a lot of training sessions with schools and colleges where we try to talk about what it is, what are some of the health implications, uh, where is it happening across the world. It's also legal in some countries yet, so there's so much work that needs to be done. So as a youth organization, uh, that's kind of the objective.
0: FGC has no health benefits and it harms girls and women in many ways. It involves removing and damaging healthy and normal female genital tissue and interferes with the natural functions of girls' and women's bodies.
2: So when the procedure is being done, a lot of girls also are fighting back when this procedure is happening. So sometimes it's resulted in fracture, dislocation of limbs. There's also severe bleeding and pain after the procedure is performed. But later on as well, so someone who's undergone type three or type four, which is one of the most severe forms of FGM to be performed. They also, because a very small opening is left, a lot of them spend 20 to 30 minutes in the toilet to urinate. Some of them have had infertility as a result. So they have lost the ability to have children. I also very recently heard from a survivor who underwent type 3 that her period or menstrual cycle lasts for 14 days every month and she has to regularly go to the hospital because there are a lot of complications in her menstrual cycle. Every survivor has different health implications so what some might experience some might not but these are just like a broad range of health implications that they experience. So I had interacted with a lot of survivors before I started Carla and uh, often a lot of times when I was interacting with them they shared all of the severe health implications that they underwent, uh, when they underwent the practice, all of the experience that they had, physical, emotional, mental, but a lot of times what what came through whenever I was talking with survivors was their, was their bravery and kind of resilience as well. And I wanted a name that highlighted even the strength that a lot of survivors portray in their everyday life despite undergoing a practice like female genital karte.
1: The name Scarlet Udan comes from the word scarlet, a brilliant red color which signifies the strength in one's womanhood. And the word Udan is a Hindi word which means to soar or to fly. It symbolizes freedom and the limitless possibilities that exist for an individual. FGC is often incorrectly labeled as a religious practice, when in fact, no sacred scriptures promote or condone this. FGC predates many major religions and is performed in communities of all faiths.
2: So how exactly did this tradition start? So there's actually not too much that's known to us on the history of it. It's believed that it started after the Second World War. It was propagated by male psychotherapists, so that's kind of where the origin stems from. But there is very little literature on FGM and kind of the origins because it's not talked about as much in literary mediums or the media. So. A lot of people, when we talk about FGM, they don't recognize what they're doing. So a lot of these communities just think that it's done because, you know, a girl's becoming a woman, she'll get married in the community. And if it's not done to the girl, then they'll get isolated from the community. So often what a lot of communities who perform this don't understand is that this procedure does not have to be performed at all the reasons that they believe by which it's being done is a form of human rights violation what a lot of communities also don't know is the impact this procedure has on women So often when we talk with survivors a lot of them have told us that their parents had no idea that the procedure would have all of these health implications and it would result in the kind of health implications that survivors go through
0: fgc is a deeply rooted tradition that violates girls rights to make important decisions about their sexual and reproductive health thus taking away control over personal and crucial aspects of one's life this traumatic tradition causes physical harm but what about the psychological impact
2: yeah this is a really important question i think one that we try to focus on as well to kind of highlight how urgent it is that we have to end this practice so some of the health implications of the practice include mental health implications so depression anxiety post-traumatic stress disorder it's done in an environment where a lot of survivors have undergone this between the ages of seven to ten so when they're children they're taken by another woman in their family to get it performed so it'll either be the mother or the aunt or the neighbor So that has a deep psychological and mental health implication because it's done by people you trust and people that are close to you and they take you to a traditional cutter or a traditional doctor to get it performed. And that in itself has a severe mental health implication, but also it does have long lasting physical health implications. It's almost impossible
0: to understand why women who have been through it themselves will then inflict the same pain on their loved ones. But FGC practicing communities believe that women's vaginas need to be cut. And women who have not undergone FGC are regarded as unhealthy, unclean or unworthy. It is this mindset and the fear of being ostracized from the community that continues to fuel the practice of FGC. FGC is a deeply rooted, complex issue, and bold action needs to be taken to eliminate it.
2: Scarlet Iran is something that I genuinely want to see have an impact in ending FGM. I strongly hope and believe that we can end FGM in this generation if we all work together and if everyone stands up to FGM. I think a huge Part of that is educating people on the topic. So my hope is that we continue to educate people on the topic. We continue to empower and support survivors who have undergone it. And at the same time, just because I'm studying law, I also hope that a lot of countries bring about laws which make it illegal for FGM to be performed. A lot of current countries currently, it is legal to perform FGM in some countries across the world. So I strongly hope that there are more laws against FGM, that more people learn about it, stand up against the practice. Just to figure that every 11 seconds, this is happening to one girl, I strongly hope that I can bring about some change during the course of my kind of career. We're inspired to see
1: that Sanya at 19 knows the change she hopes to bring in the world. She knows she can be the
2: change because she has a family's unwavering support. When I told my parents that I kind of wanted to do something on this, uh, my parents have always been very supportive. So my dad said, you know, you have to be the change that you want to see in the world. And if you want FGM to be eradicated in this generation, and you know, if you're telling me that no one's talking about it, then you need to be their voice and you need to talk about it. My parents both had not heard about FGM either so until I made them watch some documentaries I gave them some books to read on it and I we kind of had discussions on it and my parents had not heard about it before so both my parents were very shocked to know the kind of global concern that it is they my mother was very emotional when she heard about the kind of health implications that survivors go through because I had told her about my interaction with a survivor who had lost their ability to have children, who has their period cycle for 14 days every month. And when I told my mother that she was also very, very deeply uh, kind of emotional, it it really got to both of them, the emotional side of it as well. My dad has been a huge advocate for me. He talks about FGM with his colleagues, uh, which I think is really, really important and a lot more men need to talk about it. So they've been really inspiring and supportive. Sometimes a lot of the advice as well comes from them. So as a youth activist, at times you're kind of, you're trying to balance being a change maker and also just adjusting to university and getting on top of work. So I think that's been really key for me to kind of learn from them as well in how to balance and how to be a change maker every day. Because with female genital cutting, it is a sensitive topic when you interact with survivors, especially it can, it gets very emotional. I've interacted with two survivors who faced severe health implications and that deeply affected me for a while after that. So I think I've also learned to kind of focus a lot more on my mental health and self-care while working on the project and that's been really important for me. So we've kind of just created a safe space at home as well to talk about such issues And I was having a conversation on FGM with my grandparents as well. So it's been very, very supportive at home. It is thought that
0: FGC has been in practice since over 2,000 years ago. FGC was officially recognized as a form of violence against women and violation of human rights only in 1993. According to the World Health Organization... The most commonly cited reasons for practicing FGC include societal pressure to conform to what others have been doing, beliefs that being cut increases marriageability, and the misconception that FGC is a religious practice. It's not easy to undo thousands of years of conditioning, but all it takes is a few voices from within the community echoed by the voices outside to hopefully one day end FGC
2: speaking with an FGC activist who is also a survivor. And I think she's been so inspiring and empowering. As a youth activist, you never dwell too much on the fact that you're bringing about change every day or how powerful one voice can be. But I think the most inspiring advice I've been given is never underestimate the power of your voice or never underestimate the ability that you can have to bring about change. And I think we've seen that with Malala, we've seen that with Greta, And I think that was the most powerful advice I've been given, that never underestimate the power of your voice. Your voice is very important. If we all come together and talk about FTM, even with your friends and family, even if it's just one other person that's very, very impactful, I think my advice would be, even if you take a small kind of step or if you do something big as a change maker, Everything is kind of adding value and it's going a long way in being impactful and normalizing conversations. So I think never underestimate the ability that you can have in bringing about change on this topic. The author, Anne
1: Frank, said, how wonderful it is that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world. Across the globe, survivors are breaking centuries of silence and speaking up against FGM. They are unity, is powerful and their goal clear activists are working with parents community leaders government authorities and the youth to raise awareness change mindsets and one day soon bring an end to FGC and that's a wrap for season 5 every year has been different
0: but this year exceptionally so no one could have anticipated the way this year has turned out each of us has likely had to make changes, both big and small, to our everyday lives. It's also likely we've reconnected with some basics, like cooking, gardening, painting, creating, or simply being. Those things which usually get lost in our hectic, modern world. It may not have been an easy year, and yet, each of us has tried to find a way to make it work. And as we come to the end of
1: our season, there is
0: much to be grateful for.
1: We're so grateful for our wonderful editor, Eric Highbredder, who helps bring each episode to life with his magical touch. We're thankful to our families, friends, for their continued support and encouragement. Our guests were humbled and grateful to you for trusting us to share your stories. And our listeners... We would like to say thanks to you for giving our podcast a chance. We appreciate all comments, feedback and love because without you, there would be no us. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. As this year comes to an end, we are thankful
0: and incredibly grateful for all we have. The family we love, the friends we treasure and for all the blessings in our lives and those yet to come. We hope that your Christmas shimmers with moments of generosity, love and laughter. And may the new year ahead be filled with all that you desire and you embrace it with an open heart and go forward with faith,
1: hope and courage. I'm Bettina. And I'm Nanora. Until next time, keep learning, keep inspiring and always be kind.